0: Welcome to the Kitchen Coach Mom and Dot podcast with certified personal trainer, certified health coach, and most recently, owner of Kitchen Coach, Brenda McAllister, and me, her oldest daughter, Sierra McAllister. We are excited to chat with you about health, fitness, and life in the small town Midwest.
1: Hey listeners, happy Sunday. We are, this is a good day for us. Yesterday, it was one of the nicest days that we've had. So we decided to get our boat out and the entire family spent the day cleaning the boat and we took it out for a quick spin and it was pretty chilly. So we didn't stay out long. So we have, actually, I'm recording this podcast sitting in my swimsuit and my cover up because as soon as we are finished, we are going to head out on the boat. It's not all that warm. It's about 65, but it's sunny and no wind. So we are definitely going to take advantage of our Sunday. And I think Sierra is going for a bike ride today. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, I'm going to do a lot outside today as soon as we're done. Because it's really nice here in the and it's sunny and just, just a little bit windy, but not too bad. But I'm going to go on a run and then I think I'm gonna go on a bike ride, and then I'm gonna go on a walk with a friend that I haven't seen since it's all started. Um, And we like saw each other a couple times on the bike trail, and we were both running, so we never stopped to say hi. And it was funny, because I was getting on my phone to text her, and then she had Snapchatted me and said, let's go on a walk. So it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited that we're gonna do that. I haven't seen her since this all started. So that'll be Good. good.
1: And I know, like we had talked earlier, there's some states that are opening up, you know, I think tomorrow. So I think people are going to, you know, start getting together. And I think as long as they still abide by, you know, some of the some of the rules, you know, just being careful, being safe, things like that. We'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hard. yeah we're a whole month in over a month. I I've been working from home for 36 days, so... It's been a long time but yeah
1: it doesn't seem that long it probably does to you
0: not yeah a little bit well I guess with yeah. that uh, our episode this week will be about coronavirus and kind of how we're how we're coping with it how we're taking advantage of the time at home what our life looks like while we're just spending time at home um and we'll Kind of give some suggestions and such about what you can do in a small town because it's just different than if you're in a city. So we'll kinda chat about that. But first and foremost, on our last episode, we just kind of did an overview of our lives and mom talked quite a bit about her past and how she got to where she is now. But we didn't really touch on myself, which didn't make a whole lot of sense. So I mentioned that I'm living in Des Moines right now, and the reason I'm in Des Moines and not Emmitsburg is because I, after college, I got the most amazing job offer in Des Moines working for the White's Company as a member of their financial reporting team, so that's why I'm in Des Moines, but I guess to back up from there, I thought I would just talk about a little bit about. Uh, after high school, what I did and, and how I got here. So during high school, I'd always kind of planned on going into the medical or to the health field because that's what mom was in. And so that's kind of what I was wanting to go into. And then I took an anatomy course and it just didn't click like it was, I understood some of it, but it just wasn't easy for me. So I decided when I went to Iowa lakes for community college to get my generals out of the way i took an accounting class and i really liked it which i figured that was probably good for me because i understand money a lot and i'm kind of in that business mindset all it just makes sense to me so i decided to go to Mankato state for accounting because they had a really good accounting program and I'm really glad I did. It was a lot of fun. And I met some of my best friends there. Uh, it was a lot of work. And that's about all I did was work and schoolwork. But it was so worth it because I had a lot of great instructors and friends to get me through. And then while I was in school, I was applying for jobs and DeMort- had a couple of job interviews Uh, lined up one weekend in March and I remember stepping into the whites conference room and I just felt at home I could have conversations individually with everybody I met with Um, we had some connections like my supervisor now and I had some connections with some people back in Emmitsburg which is just crazy how that happened So I just remember leaving that and being like, this is it. This is where I need to be. And I got a call a week later and they hired me, which was really exciting. So before I was even out of school, I had my job offer. And then um, I moved to Des Moines a week after I graduated from Mankato and then started my job on June 1st. So that's kind of how I got to Des Moines. And uh, it's been the best year of my life. It's almost been a whole year that I've been here now and a month. So it's been 11, 11 months that I've been here and it's been nothing short of amazing with some challenges. But I, I'm living alone and that was a good reset kind of into adult life, I guess, living on your own. It's, it's been really great. Um and just recently I finished my or I found out that I passed all my certified management accounting Accountant tests. So my past year even after school I it had been spent just studying and I just realized that I passed that so I'm done studying forever now But
1: I think and for all you I know that we have a lot of listeners out here some of who have known Sierra and I for a long time and many of you who have um, Not gotten to know us at all. So I'm just going to give you a quick update on Sierra she had indicated that school was hard for her. I would agree with that. She had to work very, very hard. Sierra is a very, very smart girl. However, that didn't come naturally to her. She is a very intelligent girl, but she did have to work for her grades. And I think that was one of the things that was hard for her in high school is you always have that friend that you know, can, you know, eat anything, go out for pizza, have, you know, donuts for breakfast, or that friend that seems like they never have to study. They show up for a test and they get an A and, you know, kids like Sierra study hours and hours to get their A's. So when she says that school was hard for her, it's because she really did have to study and she did exactly what she needed to. School was hard, but she did very, very well. And I, Don't think I'm lying when I say that Sierra was a straight A student. I think there might have been an occasional B here and there, but I think in the end, they were pretty much all straight A's uh, and she was on the National Honor Society and such. So my point in saying that is for those of you who don't know Sierra yet, you will come to find out that the fact that she did have to work so hard to get her grades made her just an exception. So not only is she a huge asset to the company that she works for, she was, when she walked in that day, she called me and she said, mom, I really, really want to work there. She said, I feel like I had something in common with everybody. The thing that she didn't realize at that time was that she had things in common with everybody that she spoke with because she is not only very, very brilliant. She's very well-rounded. She has a great head on her shoulders So of course, anywhere that she is going to go, she is going to have something in common with everybody because she just has that knack. She has personality plus. And I will stop there because you will get to know her as um, you listen to more and more podcasts and you are going to realize that she's just an amazing girl because she does work hard at everything she does and I can't even begin to tell you everything that she's done. but. I think that you are going to find out in the months and years to come.
0: Oh, that was so
1: nice.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, you're right. Hard work. If I could tell anybody anything, you just always have to work hard. And I think we grew up in that. And I, I haven't had a choice, to be honest. Sometimes you just don't have a choice. I've had to work hard for everything, which everybody always told me hard work pays off. And every single time I didn't. Get a B on a test or an A on a test, and I cried. And everybody would tell me hard work pays off, and I'm like, no, it clearly does not. But I'm here to tell you that it does because my life, like, really couldn't really be any better now. So yes, hard work does pay off. Um, but I think that'll probably be a pretty normal theme throughout this podcast. Coming from me, is that you always have to work hard. But one, it becomes a habit, and two, it really does pay off. So I think that was probably a good thing to say, um, but yeah, that's kind of my background. So I'm not in the health and fitness field at all, but I grew up with it, and it will forever be the top priority of my life. Um, but I am in the business field, so that's kind of more of my role in this whole thing. Is I'm trying to do more of the business aspect.
1: Yes, and we're going to talk about that. I'm going to touch a little bit about that in just probably about five minutes here, as far as Sierra has indicated that although she didn't choose a career path in health and fitness, she has incorporated that into her life, which in turn helps her be a better employee, have a better work ethic, be more energetic and such. So I am actually reading a book right now that I'm going to indicate here in a bit about some of the advantages. Of that about a healthy workplace and such Is that and it's not it's not it's um it's a little bit further into the podcast uh, but there's uh. there's just been a lot of research that does indicate that being healthy of course um, allows you to be so much more productive so anyway I'm gonna stop at that but we will talk about that here in a bit right now we are going to indicate our favorite thing so I'm going to let Sierra go first. I don't know what she's going to say.
0: So my favorite thing is a fitness tracker, which would include an Apple watch or a Fitbit. I'm sure they have other ones too, but those are the most common ones that I've heard of. And I think my favorite thing. So I guess my mom got me one for my high school graduation, which would have been five years ago for, I guess. And I've worn it religiously every day and mom could attest to this. I just think it really, really encourages us to move more because you have goals to meet. It reminds you if you're not close to a goal and I've really been challenging myself to beat myself, um, not even so much like the other people with the goals that they set for you. So I think that it's just really crucial to have something like that to hold you accountable and challenge you. And I guess funny, we were supposed to record the podcast yesterday. And I told mom I was just a little upset about something. And it was like nothing anybody did to me. Yesterday was so much fun for me. We went biking and it was so fun. But we were looking at our fitness watches at the end of our 25 mile bike ride. And the boys are like, Yeah, I burnt 1300 calories. I burnt 1200. And I like, Hmm. I bet I burnt like 600 because they usually burn half of what anybody else burns. Look at my watch, 300 calories. We had biked 25 miles, two hours of biking. So hard, 300 calories. And I thought, and like, I wasn't really surprised at first. I was like, yeah, of course I burnt 300 calories because it, you enter like, are you a male a female, um, how much do you weigh? And it's very accurate. So of course, if you weigh a little more or you're a male, you're going to burn more calories for the same amount of exercise. Makes sense. but that was pretty crazy. So I was kind of bummed, and then I saw that my watch wasn't even it wasn't using GPS, which I had found out that my watch wasn't connecting to my phone a while ago, but I thought I had kind of fixed it. So then we were sitting in the car, and Nate was trying to help me fix it afterwards trying to get it to connect. And I was worried because I knew all my information was going to be erased. which I was on like a 500 day move streak. And I had, I just done really well lately. So I was kind of bummed and sure enough, it, my phone hadn't connected for the past two weeks and I had burned almost 1200 calories, like six days out of those last few weeks. So it's just been some of my best weeks because it's been so nice and I've been working out. And anyway, none of it was recorded. So I'm starting brand new. Like my 500-day move streak, gone. I'm so bummed. So one
1: of my favorite phrases is the straw that breaks the camel's back. So Sierra has been really meaning to maybe invest in a new Apple Watch for some point now. And she's very, very good with her money. She watches her money closely. She does a little bit of research. She, you know, spends money when she needs to, doesn't if it's not necessary. She has indicated a few different times that she is in need of a new Apple Watch. So I think this might be the straw that broke the camel's back.
0: Yeah. Because you don't. I just got to find on sale right now. And probably shouldn't be buying stuff that's made in China right now anyway, just because everything's a little more pricey but I might I might spend more than I was planning on because I am very sad about that.
1: But there's certain things that we're willing to spend a little bit more money on, and that might be one thing because you use it literally every minute of the day, except when you're sleeping and charging it every minute of the day. And you've had that since 2016, so you know that they've come a long way, and there's other The nice thing is, is that I had gotten one for my birthday last year. Come to find out, I really didn't need a new one. And the only reason that my husband decided to get me a new one, unbeknownst to me at the time, is that he wanted my hand-me-down. So it worked out for both of us, actually. The nice thing about mine, and Sierra's doesn't have this feature because mine's a bit newer, is that if I am working out, and I maybe forgot to set my watch, it beeps at me and kind of vibrates on my wrist. And it says, are you starting work workout? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I am, thank you. Or the opposite, sometimes Sierra and I will go play tennis or go for a bike ride or something and then we stop and then it beeps at us because it wants you to end the workout, which I think is great. And it's one of those features where you don't realize how nice it is until you have it. Um, not so much to shut it off, of course, because you kind of know when, But you really do want to have those rings closed at the end of the day. And that's actually scientifically good for your brain. Your brain wants that. So to have a tracker and be able to close those rings, that's
0: a huge motivation. Yeah. And it would be be time for a new watch, sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. So they are my favorite things. Although um, this first generation Apple watch made six years ago is just not cutting it right now. They are my favorite thing, and I, I'm i lost without mine. I, I am. I'm lost without it now. And I don't even get text messages on it because it's so old that it doesn't hold the charge. So I don't even get notifications. I only use it for working out. I need a new one.
1: <laughs> it's very funny that Sierra indicated that because, honestly, I was going to – that was going to be my favorite thing. And as we – you guys – as you listened to our podcast last week – we had indicated that we're always going to start off with our favorite thing, talk a little bit about that. And I had indicated last week that mine was the phone stand for my phone. And then I indicated that it was going to be more of a hygiene product or something uh, like health, health related as far as our fitness um, regime goes. So I didn't include my watch, but it's very funny because Sierra and I indicated that we were not going to tell each other in advance because it's more fun for us to not know what the other's going to say because everything else, we've kind of sent a few messages back and forth. So my favorite thing is my morning moisturizer. And I have two different ones for whatever reason, but the one that I use in the morning, it is a Eucerin and it has an SPF of 30. And I got it last year for the first time because it did have SPF of thirty. And we'll talk about that in an upcoming podcasts, the advantages of the SPF and maybe some of the things that we need to caution about. But honestly, the smell of sunscreen is one of my favorite scents. So when I first got that, that was the one thing that I thought, you know what, I'm going to use this every day, even in the winter. And I like it because it's fragrance free. So it doesn't have any perfumes in it, which I am not for or against. This one just happens to be fragrance-free, but with the SPF, it smells like sunscreen. So every day, even in the dead of winter, when I put that on in the morning, I smell the sunscreen. And it's very light, and it's one pump, and it comes in, I think, a four-ounce bottle, which is pretty big, and it was $8. It was actually less than $8 on Amazon. And it goes on, so you need one pump, and it covers my face you know, entirely. I don't need any more. And it feels a little bit like there's a little bit much when you first put it on. But after a minute or so, it's very, very light. And it doesn't feel heavy. And I've never, ever broken out from it. And I, the thing I like best about it, honestly, it's the smell. I love that it smells like sunscreen. And I, in the summer, I always put a little bit extra on my nose and around my eyes. Because those are the places that, you know, number one, your nose is you know, the part of your face that does stick out the most. So it gets a lot of the sun. And around our eyes is that place that we don't always apply extra sunscreen. So sometimes with a moisturizer, that's where we need to um, kind of focus on. And then around our lips. So mine is userin. And as we've said before, in the show notes, we will always send you some bullet points as to what we discussed. But we will also include a link to where to purchase a product that we had just discussed. That would make it easier for you whether or not you want to purchase it
0: or just simply check it out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I just went to Walmart today and bought sunscreen because it's so nice and we're going to go on the boat this weekend and I can't wait. And I bought stuff for my face, which I've never done before. But in a facial that we had gone to, she told me that she could see sun damage on my face. which I shouldn't be surprised about, but I'm 22. So I should not probably be seeing sun damage. So I bought some, especially for my face today, and I only bought the SPF 30, but I'm so excited to use it because it's going to smell so good and I can't wait. Yeah. And then the
1: thing about the sunscreen, and we'll touch on that after a while also, but there's a lot of it, it's made so well anymore. So you can buy ones that are specific for sport or your body or for your face. And the one for your face, it, it is different. It does make a big difference. The products that are in there are different and they're much lighter. And especially for women, and I'm going to kind of um, give a little hint about what I'm going to talk about next week, because it is going to be May, when we do our next podcast, it is something that is made for just women, sunscreen related, and I'm not sure that Siri even knows about it, so she'll be informed along with the rest of you. I don't, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah, yeah, you're going to love it. All right, so let's get started. COVID-19. Yeah. So, Sierra, what are
0: what are some of the unfortunate aspects of the COVID nineteen coronavirus? Yeah. So, we mentioned earlier that we're going to kind of talk about how we're coping with it and taking advantage of it. But of course, this is a really scary thing for the whole world, and we don't want to um, act like we aren't aware of how terrible this is for a lot of people. So, uh, clearly, this is something that came out of the blue. Nobody could have expected it. And I mean, there had been talks about maybe a pandemic, but I mean, you didn't see it in the news and I'm, I've am watched the news religiously. So it's not something that was really known about. And um, so it came out of the blue. Nobody could prepare for it, which has been the scariest part of it, but also the most detrimental. Um, but just recent, so in the uh, the jobs report comes out every... Uh, every Tuesday, I think at 8.30 a.m. And the last jobs report, there was an additional 6.3 million people who had to, who had to apply for unemployment. And so that's in addition to the 3.2 million the week before, in addition to, um, I'm sorry, I don't know the numbers, but however much that there was before that so each week when they come out it's the additional number so if i had to try to put them together i mean there's probably 12 million people unemployed right now and a lot of this is covid related because you know we were at the lowest unemployment ever in the history of i think of the united states before this all broke out and now we're at the highest ever and it's just breaking records unemployment which is so scary and so heartbreaking Um, Luckily, the government has been working together, like bipartisan bills have been passed in order to help these individuals who have had to apply for unemployment, due to COVID-19. So um, they're, you know, everybody's getting some assistance as far as the stimulus checks, and they're trying to do what they can for the businesses who aren't running as they were before all this. But of course, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And money doesn't grow on trees. So, you know, we're trying to take this into consideration. We will be paying for this in the future, but right now I'm just trying to save lives and put food on people's tables. Um, so I think that, you know, that's uh, the economy just affects everybody. So that's really scary. And that's what I know a lot about. So that's kind of what I've been focusing on. Um, trying to see how a lot of different, industries are being affected, which ones are going to bounce back, I thought it was really interesting, because I heard on the news that somebody was saying, you know, the people who are considered essential workers right now, remember that when you're coming out of high school trying to pick a job, which I think was a really powerful thing to say, because there's a lot of people who are on the front lines. And it's funny, because a lot of those people aren't um, really thought thought of to be some of the best jobs. But look at them now, when the rest of the world is shut down, there's certain jobs that are still working, and working overtime. So it's always important to be extra thankful for them, but also not to dismiss that when you're thinking about your future, which I think is really powerful. Um, So really, the economy has taken a large hit, which has been affecting families and communities. But of course, death has been huge. And in Iowa, the numbers have been going up recently and mostly just with more testing. But Iowa is one of the better states. States on the East Coast have seen more tragic numbers as far as deaths, which has been affecting a lot of families, of course, in a very heartbreaking fashion. I think maybe in the Midwest, we're uh, trying to cope more with the social distancing aspect. And Uh, working from home and spending more time with your kids. They're not with their classmates anymore. They're not going to the school rooms. Parents are having to teach their kids and trying to work from home. And I can't fathom how difficult that would be. I I really can't. Um, But maybe, mom, I don't know. Would you know a little bit about how like the social distancing affects people's mindsets and such? Do you know like anything kind of scientific about that? You know, honestly, I don't, I could pretend to
1: give you some statistics, but I think everybody is well aware that we need relationships. We rely on that. And I think sometimes we don't realize how close we get to the people that we work with. And as Sierra and I were saying the other day, if you work an eight hour day, you are there pretty much, you know, as many waking hours in a day with your coworkers as you are with your family. And we think that we show up and we do our work and we on occasion, you know, chat with the gal next to us or we catch, you know, a conversation and engage in the break room. But when it really comes down to it, we need that we feed on that. And when you don't see those people on a regular basis, that just throws us off our schedule and our brain really likes to, you know, do the same thing over and over again. So when we're not able to do that, that does present us with some challenges. And a lot of people aren't aren't you know able to adapt to that. So scientifically speaking, I honestly cannot give you any numbers, but just from the basic social aspect, we we are you know born and raised to be social. So when we can't do that, it does make it hard to cope. And I think the hard thing is that if somebody tells you you maybe you had the stomach flu and you can't go back to school until you have been fever free for 48 hours. I get that. You have there's an end in sight. But with this, we don't know when this is going to, you know, end. Is it going to be, you know, two weeks from now, two months from now? I think that's the hard thing is that we cannot, we can't plan. We can't plan for our life to return back to normal and our, the normal that we return to is going to be different than our normal before so yeah. that's I think that's this was a challenge for a lot of businesses
0: yeah and I guess that sh- like social needs that's on um, is it Mas- Maslow's hierarchy of needs or something like that food shelter somewhere s- love or s- social is in there somewhere, I'm pretty sure. So I mean, it's, really, it's a basic need of life. And I think mean, people are with their families. And fortunately for our family, we're pretty close. I mean, I don't think that... Okay, I'm not home, so I can't really say much, but there might be more going on than I know of. But I think some families are closer than others, and it would be really hard. And we're older, which helps too. I think when you're young, like when your kids are younger, that would maybe be more difficult. To cope with being home all the time. But with that, I guess this is a great time to take advantage of being outdoors because we live in Iowa, one of the coldest states, and we have, I've been doing nothing but going outside when I'm not working. So I think that really we can take advantage of that. That's so powerful, and we're just so fortunate that this isn't taking place in December, January, and February. Yep, yep, I agree.
1: So we have, so Sierra is so good to touch about kind of the, uh, the not so positive parts of the COVID and we didn't, you know, we touched on them, didn't even address the majority. So what we kind of want to do is we have always kind of chosen to look at any situation and see the good in it. And I really do truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I know that sometimes that sounds like, um, you know, just kind of some crazy talk, but I really do truly believe that. And sometimes it does take a while to figure out exactly why something happened, whether or not we agree with it. The only way that we know that it was supposed to happen is because it did. So here we are. So when we take a situation, we can think, you know what, this stinks. I'm not going to accept it. Or we can think, you know what, here we are. Now, what are we going to do? So I think I'm like a lot of people and a lot of my friends are doing the same thing. And I'm sure many of you have done the same thing. We've always wanted those days when our life is, you know, busy and we're, you know, taking care of our family, our kids, going to work, keeping track of the house, things like that. And then we always think, if I just had that day, well, the day that we're able to stay home and maybe read a magazine, so we think, is maybe when we're not feeling so hot or I have a child that is under the weather and we still don't get any of those things done. So this has been a great opportunity with the weather and such happening when it did to take care of maybe reading that book that we wanted to or painting that room or organizing or maybe writing those letters or reaching out to. A high school friend, a college friend, or, you know, getting together through Zoom and FaceTime with family. So Sierra will touch on what she's done. So the two things that I've been doing uh, most of is reading and painting. I've been doing, um, I painted Sierra's room She, when she was growing up, everything. Everything she wanted was pink and gold. So her room was pink and gray. So when she moved out, I wanted to make that a room where if we had company, they could stay there and not feel like they were in, you know, an adolescent room. So we got new bedding and such. And I'm in the midst of painting that gray, uh, very boring color gray. So I am probably about a halfway done. And Sierra informed me, which was the best news ever, that she's coming home this weekend. So that is something I need to get my act together on this week, whether or not it's nice, and get that done so she's not coming home to a mess. And I've been reading quite a few different books, but I will touch on those here in a bit. So let's hear what Sierra's been doing during this quarantine, other than working.
0: Um, so I've been, I was working a lot, and I still am, and I'm loving working from home. I can like, hop on whenever I want. It's been great. It's been great. Um, but I do miss my coworkers a lot. Anyway, so I've been working a lot, and that's really most important, because I'm so fortunate to still have a job, and there's just a lot I need to do. So that's been great. I've been doing a lot of working. Um, I've been spending most of my time outside because it's been so nice, so I've just been going on multiple walks and bike rides and runs. But on my walks, I've been listening to books, which has been great because I've always I mean, I've only read textbooks since I was a freshman in high school. And then once I graduated college, I was studying. So I never had time to actually read what I wanted to. So I really wanted to take this time to read and learn about, I've been reading health related books. So learn about stuff other than how to balance the financials pretty much. So I've been reading, um, right now I'm listening to the book called the, make america healthy again but nicole sapphire uh, she just repeats that were the problem like americans are a problem and how we're not being healthy and how that's affecting negatively affecting healthcare workers and the healthcare system so someday I'll, i will look for that but it's been so interesting uh there's been a lot of great shocking facts in there that probably wouldn't surprise a nurse or a doctor or even mom, but I am just blown away by it and it's so powerful. Um they should just teach a whole class on this in like high school or college because it's so interesting. I will listen to it and read it again, I'm sure. Otherwise I've been doing a lot for the podcast and working on mom's website. That's been taking up um a lot of my nights too. But it's funny because when this first started I made a list of things I wanted to do. Cause I found out that I passed my test really when this was just starting. So I made a list of things I've been wanting to do. And some of it was little stuff like I wanted to organize this. I wanted to do this on my computer, but I kind of tried to write some fun ones and I try to update it every week. So one of them is like do a headstand because I can't do one. And I've always wanted to learn and I am nowhere closer than I was 36 days ago. So that's not great. But I've been like working on my abs a little bit too, which is something I've always wanted to do, but never wanted to take time for. Uh, I want to learn how to do a messy bun. And I think I got it just yesterday. I think I figured it out. So that was exciting. That's been trying to do that since like seventh grade, been forever. Um, And I've also taken time to give plasma, which I used to do a lot in school, but I haven't done because I have to travel half an hour But I have no reason to not go now because I don't really have anything else to do so I've been taking that time to get plasma and it's been a really great experience at the West Des Moines Center just like it was when I was in school and it's actually so appreciated right now and I didn't really realize how important it was at this time um so that's really what I've been trying to spend my time doing just really trying to be outside as much as I can
1: and so the book that I am reading right now, well, let me back up a little bit. I just finished um, The Fred Factor and what that is, and I have included that in our show notes. The Fred Factor was written by Mark Sanborn, and it is just really all about being a Fred. And Fred was a mailman that did extraordinary things. And the author had soon realized that he that Fred wasn't any extraordinary man. He just did really extraordinary things. and the book was about being a Fred, go above and beyond at anything you're doing, regardless of what you're doing in your job, do the best that you can possibly be. That's really what the book is about. And so I'm reading two others. And the one that I'm currently reading and about a quarter of the way through, so I need to do a little bit better there. It's called the happiness project. And for some reason that caught my eye, And the gal had decided that although she is happy, she had two little girls, a husband, she wanted to be happier. So she had dedicated one year to being happier. And so she had indicated each month something that she was going to work on. So it's actually, it's very, very inspiring and uplifting, but it's a little bit comical at the same time. She's a really good writer. And the one that I am reading now and then is The Healthy Workplace. And what that is, is I indicated last podcast that my degree is in community health with a concentration in work at health promotion. So my ultimate goal is still to go into corporations and set up wellness programs. It's been a while since I graduated from Mankato, so I need to go ahead and kind of refamiliarize myself with exactly you know what what types of programs corporations are you know offering within their workplace now. So this book is it's about that. And honestly, I've only, I just started reading it this morning and I did flip through to one particular chapter that caught my attention. So that's what I'm going to, you know, read in addition to that, but that's a little bit more for something that I want to do in the future. Uh, So that one I hope will be advantageous to my health coaching and not just for kind of, you know, self-help or enjoyment. That one's a little bit more. Yeah should be a little bit more educational. So that's what I've been doing. I've been reading a lot and watching Netflix. I have to be honest. My husband and I have been watching Netflix. There's a couple of shows that we're into. And I think a lot of you could agree to that. There's been some shows that we want to, you know, kind of binge on. And I think we've all been doing that. I think I'd be lying to say that I, I don't
0: like TV because I do. Yeah, we are not a TV-free family. That's for sure. We really like TV. which uh, We do. But um, I think, so I think part of mom talking about like what book she's been reading, I think it's really important to stimulate your brain at this time, especially if you're no longer in, at work. I mean, even if you have a job where you don't think you use your brain a lot, you're constantly solving problems. And so I think it's really important to do that. One, it gives you some self-worth. Um, and now it's just a perfect time to learn something new. So I've never been into self-help help books. Like when I was younger, I thought that they were kind of silly, but now I'm really interested in them. And I think, um, okay, I haven't really read any, but I'm sure I'd be interested in them. But I think it's just, I was uh, thinking recently that there's so many free trials going on right now because everybody's at home. And I think right now is a really good time to improve on those skills that you already have, or maybe some that you wanted to learn something completely out of your comfort zone something that doesn't even really apply to your job right now but that you're curious about and I saw that I've been getting some emails from the IMA which is the institute that the this is associated with and they are giving so many free classes right now so it would be my like free webinars which you for CPE credits, so continued education, and usually those those can be pretty pricey. And right now they're giving a lot out for free. So my suggestion would be if you're part of a mem, if you're a member of something, and it might not even be revolving around your job, just a member of something, I would seriously look into what kind of free options they're offering right now because I believe that a lot are and then there's also different sites uh, that are giving free trials right now so maybe if you want to do something in a creative field like you want to learn how to do graphic design or photoshop or photography um if you want to learn how to like make food they have so many free trials right now so I'll add those to the show notes and we'll probably put it in a blog too that we post. But some of them are Skillshare.com, which I've heard great things about. They have two months free, which is crazy. such a great deal. LinkedIn Learning we use at work and I used to use at school. And that has one month free. And so that has a lot of great businessy things, which is why I use it a lot. Um also like I said I've been listening to that audiobook and that's on Audible and you get your first book free it's an Amazon site. So I think that while we're all trying to save money right now for the uncertain times that's not really an excuse to not improve yourself because there's a lot of free options out there right now. I think companies are doing a great job at that which is a sacrifice for them because they also need to make money right now but they're trying to provide a service for those of us who are at home right now. And I think you just be silly not to do it. And I know that
1: sometimes it seems like, I mean, Sierra and I definitely have the, we normally talk very fast. And it seems like we say, you know, we just go from one thing to the other. So if at any time we talk about something and maybe we didn't touch on that as much as you would like us to please, please, facebook message me you know message us and we will go ahead and give you a little bit more information on that or if you have a question for either one of us that maybe we what you know we didn't touch on the podcast but you are wondering about please let us know we love that and we love to correspond with you because that is why we're doing this podcast but it helps us get to know you and maybe what what your questions and concerns are or maybe what your interests are and that will better Help us address our upcoming podcast.
0: So yeah. I will we do talk. Oh, sorry. And there's like a little bit of a leg right now because we're on Zoom. And so I think it'll be a lot more efficient and maybe we can like tap each other, like stop talking or whatever when we're together, which we hope to do very soon. But right now there's a little bit of a leg. So if we're kind of interrupting, that's why. But also if we're talking kind of fast. And like not getting hints, it's because we're 180 miles away. But we will work on that. With that being said, definitely try to contact us. Instagram works fine too. And we would love to help. But also, yeah, that what you guys are interested in will help us find content that is more interesting to you, that provides more value to the listeners. So, good point, mom. Thank you for saying that.
1: And Sierra and I, of course, have to do this over Zoom because I just can't even stand hearing her voice and not seeing her. So many people probably wouldn't have to use Zoom, but we do, because she's so far away, and I want to see her cute little face as we're (laughs) discussing all all these issues. So touching on organization, I am really, really big on time management and organization. That's really what my coaching centers around because I think healthy eating, diet, exercise, all that falls into how do you manage that? How do you organize your life to fit that in? So when I am organizing my home, which I think is a very, very large priority, I always think to myself, if I was to move in a month, would I keep this? If I am cleaning out a closet and I am not willing to move that, I pitch it because if I'm not going to use it, I'm just leaving it there because it's there. It's easy for me to leave it there. So when I am organizing my Christmas tote, did I put it out last year? No. Do I do I keep it because I got it from a friend of mine who got it from her mother-in-law? There's no value to it if I don't really want it. So I do get rid of things. And I have decided that I am not any longer going to feel bad If my grandma gave me something and now she has passed, I'm not going to keep it because of that. So what I always ask myself, if I was going to move, would I keep this? If the answer is no, I pitch it or I get rid of it. I either take it to goodwill or something. So that's usually the question that has helped me really downsize and prioritize the importance of things that I have. I don't know if Sarah has any tips on that, and hers is going to be different because she is living in the cutest apartment ever in Des Moines. But with that, there's not a lot of space, so she's very, very careful what she chooses to keep, and yeah. even some of her, yeah, decorations and things like that she'll bring home and and such. So she's very, very good to keep her apartment very, very cute and tidy. It's always nice and, clean and organized, but that's something that's maybe even. You know been a challenge for her that maybe she's been able to focus a little bit more on during the quarantine and now that she's working from home that adds some extra factors
0: on being organized yeah because now i'm just in my in my living room all the time so it just it feels kind of out of place right now i haven't had my rug out in a week because i have my workout equipment there and i don't want to put that away So it's just kind of a little in disarray, but I like what Mom said about not feeling bad, which is hard. I agree with that. But let's be honest, they're not going to know that you got rid of it anyway. I'm afraid that someday I might need it, and I've just been doing that with clothes. I thought I have not worn, I did not wear this since I moved to Des Moines. I have not worn this in the trash. I just kind of went through a little clean out, and it's hard. I don't like it, and I know that someday I'll need something that I threw. But I think it just makes you feel so much better makes you feel a little cleaner I think
1: mm-hmm. and a really another nice tip on organization is it's it's hard for us because I have two daughters and we are pretty much the same size within we're all within five pounds of each other so which, which is great we can all wear pretty much all the same clothes so we just kind of swap so it goes from my room to my daughter's room to Des Moines back so that's nice for us The disadvantage to that is that we maybe accumulate a few more articles of clothing, but it doesn't take up a lot of closet space because they're kind of mobile. But what I have found works best is, rather than going through our closet and think, what can I pitch, and taking out a few things, I encourage you to do the complete opposite. Take everything out of your closet. And imagine if you were in a store, would you buy that particular article of clothing again? If you wouldn't, I don't think it's probably necessary to put back in your closet. And so then what you've done is probably only added back half of the clothes because it's easy to take things out and leave what's there. But it's very hard to look at that closet when there isn't anything in it and then add everything back because that really defeats the purpose. So I encourage you to do the opposite of what we've always been taught to do. Take everything out and only add back in what you think is necessary. And sometimes what we've done is we've put clothes in a tote. And then if we really do need that, we get it out. If we don't, then after a year, we take it to Goodwill or a secondhand store or something. But that's a good way, you know, too, is to feel good about that, is to know that it's going to a great cause.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. And styles change. Um, Our sizes change. Like, we had to get rid of a lot because it just didn't fit well anymore. or We had some like crap that really weren't in anymore. So I think it's okay. Like they, they might come back in, in 10 years, but there's going to be a new brand that you're going to want. So throw those, then you can have the new brand or take it to like Plato's closet. Maybe you could get some money for it or something like that. To touch on other things that,
1: that we've been doing. I have been landscaping my front and it just seems like every year I have, you know, different plants that I want to plant, or I just want to make some changes, or I just want to kind of clean things up. So I've been doing that. And, you know, I've been forced to learn a little bit about Zoom, as we indicated, Sierra and I are Zooming right now. So that's kind of nice, because I do think that that's one of the advantages of this whole quarantine COVID is that it does force us to use Zoom. And it really does make things so much easier. And I've been doing that a little bit with my online health coaching, if somebody wants to do coaching and they honestly just do not wanna take the time out of their family time to come visit with me for an hour and a half in my studio, we can do that. We can do a FaceTime or we can Zoom. So it's almost, it's kind of the next best thing. We can you know still see each other, but from the comfort of our own home. So that's really become a thing that we all enjoy and I'm doing a lot more of that now than I used to. And um, I think that that's going to be kind of the route that I go from now on. So I'm really fortunate that I've been using Zoom and kind of been forced to, to learn about that. And the one thing that I think a lot of you would agree with, we have been playing with our puppies like crazy. We have two labs and my son, who will be leaving home probably in a couple of months after he graduates has a puppy that is four months old and we love him and he's so cute. And so we've been playing ball with them like crazy and funny story that I'm going to share, because I think you might benefit from this is that we have, you know, the three dogs and one is crazy about playing ball. I'm not even going to get into it. She's crazy. She would play 24 hours a day. So we, we were out of tennis balls over the winter. They, you know, kind of destroyed them last, last um, fall. So my husband and I went over to Walmart specifically to get tennis balls. There was one pack left. And I, on the way over, and I thought, Troy, what if they don't have tennis balls? What are we going to do? So with 99% of the things that we purchase is from Amazon. So I checked Amazon. And funny thing, you can buy used tennis balls off Amazon. I had no idea and i think that is such a great idea and i am assuming i don't know this but i'm assuming that how that happens is kind of like when you buy refurbished golf balls maybe they're ones that golf courses have found and they can't sell them outright but they clean them up and sell them in mass quantities my assumption is that during competitive tennis they can't reuse those balls but they don't want to throw them away so let thrown for our dogs. And the price was about the same as what I was able to find kind of generic ones for at Walmart. So if anybody ever, you know, wants to do that, and I think it was maybe 50 cents a ball and it came in a box of maybe 20, 20 to 25, what a great idea. So that's something I'm actually really glad to know because on that That one given chance that I want some, and I don't want to run over to Walmart, especially right now, um, just to get that, I would have them shipped to my house. So yeah, amazon.com probably backslash use tennis balls. Yeah. For the puppies, because trust me, they're not going to care. Yeah. So we've been playing with the dogs and probably giving them more attention in the last month than we have in probably a few months.
0: You know. little video is so cute of a dog and I'm sure everybody's seen it's a little golden retriever puppy and they have him like singing to how cute I can't even think of this song now but it's the cutest thing ever and like the little puppy's just talking about how great it is that that he's going on four walks and his human is home all the time and i have seen like other people get new dogs during this time which if I had a house. I mean that's so tempting because you're home anyway. Also I would get no work done. But I yeah, I think the dogs are just so excited. And they might actually people too. I, I don't know. Cats probably hate that humans are home all the time now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, talk about, you know, disrupting lifestyle changes. We never think about that, but maybe our pets don't like the fact that we're home all the time and kind of interrupting their their day. So another thing and I of course, you I hope that you would all expect this, is that I do have to touch on the home exercise. I have been a personal trainer you know for over 20 years and I work with Clients every day. That's what we do. I train them in a weight room, and we're on machines. We do a little bit of cardio, but it's mostly machines. In my studio, it is one-on-one, and I—it's completely different than what I do at um, the wellness center. We do mostly bodyweight exercises. We do a lot of cardio, and we do balance training and such. So, what this quarantine has forced a lot of people to do is check out some of the home workout videos. And I had always encouraged my clients to do that because I know when I am with them for 30 minutes or 60 minutes, two, three times a week, that's the easy part. I tell you to come in Tuesday, Thursday from 11 to 1130, you show up, you know what we're going to do. You leave, we check it off. It's the other 23 and a half hours a day that are tempting, you know, with food and, you know, just not, not following through. So what the exercise videos has done is kind of forced us to maybe explore some of those. Do we want to maybe kind of dabble in yoga? Do we want to learn Tai Chi? You know, do we want to do some high intensity? Where are we going to do that? How, what exercise equipment do we have at home? So I really do appreciate all the different companies that have, you know, put out so many great videos. And I have, you know, had quite a few people ask me if I'm going to do videos. Mm -mm, I am not because there are so many great ones out there and that is what they do. And they're so good that I have been doing some of those myself. I don't normally do those, not because I'm above that, but I just have, you know, kind of my own thought of what, you know, kind of what I like to do when I'm not training people. But my youngest daughter who is 17, we've been doing some and it's kind of neat because honestly I've been stealing some ideas I don't really think that there is an original idea out there in this world I think it's a an idea or a thought process taken off of something else but even you know as being a trainer for so long we kind of get stale you know we do the same combinations we do the same moves but then there's so many intelligent great people out there that are putting a little twist on some of these or they you know have something that um is maybe new that I just hadn't thought about, or it's just a different, uh, maybe different, you know, intensity of it. So I've been doing a lot of the home exercise videos too, and kind of loving them. It's kind of fun to be this student.
0: Yeah. Well, we always talk about too, and I've been doing some home ones that I, I started like a kickboxing martial arts class that I've been loving, which is not me at all, but I i fun. And the hype. I don't want to I don't want to pay for like a separate gym just to go do that, which is why I haven't yet. But I have this online subscription and it's been so much fun. So I think that it is a good time to get out of your comfort zone. And I was telling mom that um, with like this new workout I've been doing, I've been burning a lot more calories. And mom's always said this, but it's just because it's a shock to your body. So this is a good time if you're used to doing one thing, maybe it's a good time to switch it up. Because your body will react to that and burn more calories. And, of course, mom knows more than that. But that was just kind of a very high-level view of it. But I think that that is another positive thing. And you can get your family involved, which is fun, too.
1: I think so many times we're afraid to tell somebody. You know, somebody says, hey, I don't want to work out. We think, you know what? I understand that. Let's just get it done. And then we don't have to think about it. And what the exercise videos do is they challenge you with different exercises, but sometimes it's kind of hard. Where if we're doing that in the comfort of our own home, we think, "Oh, you know what? She said 50 squats. I'm going to do 20 because I'm tired." So that's kind of a challenge to ourselves too. Before you turn on the tape, think, "You know what? I'm going to do everything that I humanly possibly, you know, safely can." and I'm not gonna give up. And when you do that again and again, that is your motivation. So when you learn to appreciate the the motivation from the exercise videos, that is, that's something that when we overcome that, I think that's the skill factor that allows you to continue to do that on a regular basis. So even when these gyms open back up, which um, trust me, I hope that's sooner than later, I hope that we continue to do the home exercise videos and I found a particular gal that I like. For whatever reason, I like her. I like her personality. I think she's funny, but I think she's hard. She challenges me. And everybody has their own. So I, I challenge you to find one that, that you like and enjoy, but that actually pushes you a bit. We can always find those that you think, oh, I'm getting really good at that. I like that one. Well, then we might need to advance to one that's maybe a little bit more challenging or maybe try kickboxing or a yoga or you know, maybe a stretch one because I think everybody knows that we always find the time to work out, but then as soon as that thirty minutes is over, we're hitting the shower or doing something else, and we need to maybe focus a little bit more on stretching and that that part of our our self care.
0: Yeah, Lord knows I can practice more stretching, but also it's a good good point about holding yourself accountable by challenging yourself because I I do not do it all. I quit. I do quit. I don't feel guilty about it. I should because if I would have held myself accountable to that or like working out with one of you, then I I would do it because I don't want to quit. And I yeah, don't don't want to do less than anybody else. So that's a good call. So don't be me and don't quit.
1: Um Sierra Sierra's saying that, but I, I really seriously doubt that that she does. If she does it's very seldom. But let's say that the video you're following, she says, okay, we're gonna do one minute of squats. If you are new to exercise and you really don't think that you can, that's okay. That is just fine. What you, what you might be, you know, tempted to do is think I'm just going to stand here and I'm just going to wait till she does the next move. So let's try this. Maybe rather than saying okay, I'm going to do a minute of squats, you can say I am going to do the very best I can for 30 seconds, and then I'm going to march in place or I'm going to do you know, um, high knees, or I'm going to do some, you know, standing abs, maybe say I'm going to do for 30 minutes and then I'm going to do something else because you have succeeded. The only time that you quit or you fail is when you stop. Now, modification is a very, very smart and beneficial view on something. So if you are new to something, that's okay. Everybody starts off as an office and you do have to start off somewhere. Nobody starts off being excellent. So if you need to modify something, that is great. Please do yourself a favor and do that beforehand. Indicate to yourself what you're going to do and do that. Fulfill that because then you have succeeded within your capabilities. And then you succeed doing the same video and then being able to do what the you know the instructor is doing a little bit better each time. So the only time you're going to fail is if you quit. So modification is a very, very challenging and motivational way to look at that. And I always encourage modification, always. And on the other end of the spectrum, if you have been doing squats all your life and think, okay, I can do these, I'm going to go ahead and do some hop squats or some jump squats or something different. That's okay too. Challenge yourself, make something a little bit more difficult because you are comfortable with that. So please look at the exercise videos as a positive for, for any
0: aspect. Yeah. And I think that's something that you could also contact. Well, not really me, mom, uh, but one of our, like email her or message us on one of the socials to ask her, what are some good modifications or how do I make these harder? Um, that would be a great, and you could, you know, maybe send the video link or just, what you're thinking Maybe you're getting bored and you're like, hey what is something different i could do here that's like you could do that but also i think just getting outside is so huge right now in so many ways oh just getting some sunlight or just some fresh air and just walking just taking a walk or something i think that that's so powerful right now in so many ways and just getting your steps in i oh the days that it's not nice here everything is worse for me my mood is not great My work is not great. I'm just like kind of upset about the fact that it's gloomy outside. So I just think that that really makes a big difference too. Yeah. And as, as my online health coaching,
1: what I've done for a lot of clients is I, I really think that I have so many clients. I'll be honest with you. I have about 30 clients on a regular basis. They don't, it isn't that they don't know what to do when they come into the weight room. They just don't want to have to decide. They love the fact that they can show up. I have determined what they're going to do. They don't have any idea, but they do know that they will be able to do what, I've, what I'm asking them to do because I know that they're, uh, they're able to do that. The fun thing is, is right now during this quarantine and our gym is not open, I have had clients email me and they'll say, hey, give me a workout for today. Perfect. I design a workout, they go ahead and Venmo me the pay, they do that workout for as long as they want to, they get really good at that, it's not so much of a challenge anymore. I look back at that workout, I and I will develop another plan similar to that, but with different moves. So the nice thing with that is, is that if they don't want to, you know, do it in the living room, whether a husband's trying to, you know, watch TV or their children are putting together a Lego set they can, you know, go anywhere and do this, this workout. And, you know, it's it's going to be different each week. And it's fun for me to do because I've done a, a few. Um, and so I'm, you know, I can pretty quickly put together a pretty challenging exercise regime and it, it challenges them, but it's different and they don't have to think about it because that's the beauty of hiring a trainer is that you know that what you're going to do is safe and for you, but you don't have to think about it. It's kind of like that, that whole aspect of, of surprise. So if anybody is wanting me to design a program for them, I love that. That's one of my favorite things to do and we can do it. You can have a 10-minute workout, 20, 30. If I give you 10 moves, you do them for a minute each. Three times. That's your thirty minutes. If you have twenty minutes, you do them twice. It's really, really simple. All my plans are very simple, but it's something that that you would enjoy, and it could be forever changing. And I have kind of a fun thing that I do too. So if anybody's interested in that, let me know. And it's, it has to do with popsicle sticks. Oh,
0: uh, oh no! Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's been a long time.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: That's- all very powerful, and that's I never really thought about that with a trainer. But that is so nice. And then you don't. This is hard. I like to run, and sometimes it's hard to make myself go another mile or get to gym. But if you are just told what to do, then that is just easier, and you feel like you have to. Yeah.
1: Yes, and even as you're, let's say that you're walking on the treadmill, or you're running, or you're biking, or something. And sometimes, yeah, let's be honest, that can get a little bit monotonous. That's when you turn on that podcast or you listen to that book on tape. And as anybody who is listening and has been a client of mine, I will never, ever, ever in a million years suggest that you read a book when you're on the treadmill. I think that there's just so many um, unfortunate things about that. And I know a lot of you will probably disagree with that. What I would like you to do is maybe turn on that that podcast or maybe you know listen to something on YouTube or something or books on tape. Oh my gosh. And what a great, let's say that you are a very, very busy mom and you think, Hey, you know what? I just want some time to read, but I have to work out at the same time. There you go. Do them at the same time and a little bit of multitasking. And that's kind of a, a a reward where you think, Hey, you know what? I'm going to spend 20 minutes on my treadmill. And when I do that, I get to listen to that, that book. So I've actually challenged a lot of my clients to do that. A lot of gals that would rather, you know, sit and read a book than maybe put on their tennis shoes and go, you know, get that two miles in or those 5,000 steps. I have asked them to, you know, only listen to their favorite book or their favorite podcast while they're on the treadmill. And that has worked for, for a lot of them, because if we can see jumping on that treadmill and, you know, taking care of ourselves and getting the benefit of something that we don't normally have the time to do, that's kind of a win-win for everybody. Yeah. So that might be a challenge for you also is to only listen to that book or only listen to the, that podcast or turn on your favorite, um, you know, music on Pandora or Spotify and it makes the time go a
0: lot faster. That's a really good idea. And so I guess mom isn't saying that I, when she said don't read on the treadmill, that's more of a, the way that your body reacts to that, not the way that like your mind reacts to it. So that's why she said that you, you can listen to an audible or a book on tape while you work out. It's just that when you try to read while you walk, it's just bad for your body. That's where you're. Mm-hmm. From that. Yeah. It's,
1: and it's bad body mechanics. And I, I could probably read a book if I'm walking at four, which is, you know, a speed that I, that I'm not at anymore. And if you were going to jump on the treadmill and you were going to run at eight mile per hour, how well are you able to read and retain what, what you're reading? And that is from a body mechanics point of view and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, I'm all about multitasking, believe me, but not in all, not in all aspects, especially not when it comes to, to exercise and, and reading. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that that's where that was coming from. Thank you. That actually, yeah, that helps. So, and then the last thing that we're going to touch on, we're going to um, end this soon, but so I I asked myself, what is the first thing that I'm going to do when this quarantine is over? The number one thing is go back to work. I have um, not been working at the Wellness Center since uh, April 10th, really. We closed about a week before that. And we, so I guess my last day was um, April 10th. And so I think I would I'm anxious to go back to work and see my clients and my co-workers. I really do miss everybody. And I'm gonna visit my friends and such. But honestly, the one thing I am very anxious to do is hug my mom. Was- I've been together with my family for a very long time. My mom lives in the same town as me, so she lives probably five miles from me, and she's 74 years old, and she's you know, kind of had a few things here and there, but all in all, she's very, very extremely healthy. She hasn't been able to leave her house since all this started. And I haven't been able to go over and see her. Uh, I did go over and see her one time. We, you know, kept our distance. We we visited for a few minutes and that's really it. So the very first thing that I'm going to do is hug my mom and spend probably more time with her than maybe what she would like. Yeah. So I, I really miss her. I miss her like, like crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, it's, you know, some of us are kind of struggling with being away from others, but I mean, I'm still seeing Nate and some of his friends live in the building and we've been going outside and like bike riding and stuff, but Grammy has seriously not left her house and she has got a very positive attitude about it. And I think that's how a lot of them are. I mean, they're just trying to save their lives and they're, I'm just amazed at how positive she has been about it all. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm very
1: fortunate that she's you know, healthy enough that she's been, my father passed away when Sierra was a baby, so he's been gone for um, a number of years. So she's been on her own and she's very, very healthy. She's very independent and thank goodness she's able to stay at home. I do, my heart breaks, literally breaks for all these people in the nursing homes who are not able to see their families or even their friends and their acquaintances within the nursing home. My youngest daughter Macy is a CNA at one of the nursing homes here in town, and she said that it's very, very hard on them. Even when they have mealtime together, they have to they have to stay that you know that six feet or more, you know they can't do their activities, they can't participate in you know the normal functions within the nursing home. They really can't leave the rooms. That's hard. That's very hard. Um, so there. So of all the things that that you wish when this quarantine was over, if you ask yourself right now, what are you going to regret not doing? I encourage you to do that now. And then also on the flip side of that, what are you, what are you taking away from this quarantine? What is the one thing that you really do miss that you're very anxious for? That those first two or three things that pop into your mind, those are some, some of those things that we might want to you know, think about on a regular basis, the things that we really miss during quarantine, those are some things that we maybe shouldn't take for granted on a daily basis because we honestly do. You know, I miss the fact that I can see my friends, I can see my mom, I can train my clients and such. You take that for granted because there's no reason not to. So so I think, you know, the one thing that we can take away from this is, you know, maybe being able to spend more time with our immediate family, but also realizing those things that we do take for granted and that maybe we need to put a little bit more thought into.
0: Yeah, this is kind of a good time. And this is just kind of a reset to think about that. And I think, um, so that was, that was cute that mom thought about what's the first thing you would do when this is over. And I was thinking and my life, hasn't been changed so much because I'm still at work and I'm still seeing Nate, but I, I miss the people, I miss my workout buddies who are from the same company as me so much. And I think about other people who, are, who go to the workout classes at the Y of me, and I miss them. And I know nothing more about them than where they work, their names, and the latest vacation that they went on. But I miss them so much. And I'm gonna wanna give them a hug. And I hope that when we can go back, that's allowed, I don't know. Same with people at work, I wanted to give them all a hug. And we see each other on Zoom meetings, but it's just not the same. Um, And I think also I wanna make it a point to not miss out on things. And I guess, you know, I've been studying and stuff lately, so I've said no to a lot of opportunities, maybe to go to a brunch or go to a dinner. And I just thought, no, I have to study. And now I don't have to study, and I can't do that stuff, but I think I really need to make it a point to do that because I miss my friends. And like, that sounds so fun right now, and usually I'm kind of against it. I don't want to spend the money or take the time, but I kind of understand now why they're so important.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we, Sierra and I are going to end this podcast where we exercise on a regular basis, we eat healthy, we have a good mindset and such. That is honestly, one of the things that I am most grateful for. Do we have green smoothies every morning? Yes. Do we like them? Mm, that might be a stretch. Do we appreciate them? Yes. Is it something that we do on an extremely regular basis? Yes, it is. It is. Do we you know, get our water that we should every day? Yes. Those are things that you don't do for yourself on a daily basis. For any other reason then that's just because of what you do to stay healthy for every reason. However, when we are challenged with, you know, something, a situation like this that is out of our control, oh my gosh, we are so grateful that we have, you know, taken that upon ourselves to make sure that we're as healthy as, as we can be. And it's just because that's our lifestyle. We've chosen that lifestyle. It has come you know, around to, you know, to be such an advantage for us. So we don't have to learn. We don't have to start taking vitamins. We don't have to start eating better because we don't want to get sick. I'm not saying that either one of us has not had the coronavirus. I don't know. I can tell you I haven't had any symptoms. Here hasn't had any symptoms. Is that because of our lifestyle? I don't know. We'll never know. Is that a big factor in just being healthy, All year. Yeah, it is. It is. So we haven't had to learn how to, you know, to change our eating, but we have maybe experiment, experimented with some different things, maybe some different recipes. Maybe we're, you know, we're taking the time to maybe do that cauliflower rice. We're always having quinoa in the fridge. Maybe we're trying different recipes with sweet potatoes. So it's, we, we haven't had to change our eating habits. But we've maybe expanded upon them, and we've maybe tested out some new some new theories. So, if you are listening to this and and you feel like maybe you do need some tips to get you through, you need some different ideas. Please contact me or Sierra. We Sierra knows you know a lot of what I know because that's what she's grown up with, and there's a lot of things that that she's tried that I haven't. So, if you feel like you are in that same category that you maybe have your eating. Kind of under control, but want some different ideas, or you think, "Oh my gosh, I have no idea where to start." Either way, contact either one of us. We'll both give you some great ideas, but probably from you know two completely different aspects.
0: Yeah, that's such a that's such a great point because we do kind of have different. Just recently, I just had to expand upon what we usually eat, and it's been really fun, and I think it's been good for me and. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But that's a good idea because we'll have different, different suggestions and such. But um, yeah, I like heard a stat that I think 94% of the people who – or 96 who have COVID-19 had an underlying health – a chronic underlying health issue, which is something that you can prevent at some point. So I think it just really, really emphasizes how important it is to be healthy – and, of course, some of that comes with age, but a lot of it doesn't. So I think that's a great great place to leave it. And this isn't the time that
1: you need to be beating yourself about your yourself up about you know maybe your your current health expectations or regimen, i I really think that the way that we were raised, you know, either the location or you know just our our lifestyle or maybe the way that our family was, That's a big factor on that. So if you are struggling, please don't, please don't beat yourself up about that. It's not too late to change that. And you know, the process, believe it or not, is very fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think we have covered everything that, that we wanted to. And next week, what we're gonna do is, so our episode three is gonna be about all the frequently asked questions. There's a lot of questions that Sierra has asked me in the past about you know health and fitness whether or not it's because she wanted to know for herself or maybe she was writing a paper for school so the way that she has gained so much knowledge is you know from growing up in a household well that's just um kind of you know some of the conversations that we've had but she has inquired about that so then when i give her an answer not only does she go with that but then she'll do a little bit more research so what I'm going to do is touch on some of the frequently asked questions that people have asked me, but maybe also some of the things that Sierra had wondered about when she was younger that we believe that other, you know, children, young adults of her
0: age are wondering about. And we appreciate you for joining today. It was fun. It was a little bit longer than our introductory one, but I think we hit on a lot of really important things. So remember, you can contact mom at bmcallister17 at gmail.com. And her website is kitchencoach.net. And when we release this podcast, that will be done. Super excited, just about done with that. And then uh, she's Kitchen Coach on Facebook and at kitchen underscore coach with a K on Instagram. And I'll throw on some polls um, and some questions for frequently asked questions too, if you guys have any on social media. I think that's where we'll leave it. Until next time. Yeah. yeah. Until next time. Take care. Bye.